always a crowd-pleasing moment. The sneak pass, five and six, catch, catching people who don't know off guard. <laughs> I'm actually, it, it, it bums me out a little that I can't be surprised by the show anymore. Like, you know, but but the good news is if I'm taking relatives to the show, I can kind of talk them through it. And then I can ask, ask them at the beginning, all right, you want to be surprised or you want to know what's coming? <laughs> They're like, no, let us be surprised. I'm like, cool. All right. Let's just watch. We'll see. And, uh, you know, trying to tell them, like, hey, you know, don't film most of the time. I know your impulse is to capture it on your phone. Don't. Trust me. I'll tell you when the good shots are coming, and then you can put your phone up and you take a couple, a couple of good shots. But mostly just watch it with your eyes. It's more memorable if you watch it with your eyes. But uh, they had a good time. I got to watch it from the water at a distance over off Boblets on uh, Friday. We got paddle boards, so we're out there, you know, watching it from the water. And, uh, you know, parking on Boblets. And I know the, the folks who are at the county commission uh, talking about the um, parking on Boblets. And um, I don't know. The one thing that I didn't really understand, and, you know, I don't drive that area very often. I mean, we haven't been on Boblets in years. Um, that's right across the water on the north side from the base. Yeah, I'm not familiar with Boblets. It's a big, it's, it's a south Boblet, southeast Boblet. It's a very long, windy street that runs right on the Navy Point Park. So it's, it's right. It's like a frontage for the for the waterfront. B-O-B-L-E-T-L. Oh. ITS, I think Boblets. it is. Okay. Anyway, um, hmm, okay. and it's, you know, parking on one side of the street, sometimes on both sides of the street, there's some construction going on. And uh, there's been a lot of talk about what to do with the parking there recently. And the one thing that I noticed, though, is there were complaints about people saying that people speed through there. And I don't understand that because the last time I was there, maybe I do, but I don't understand. The last time I was there, I don't remember them having all of the speed humps that have now been put in. Oh, my God, a Scambia County with these speed humps. You've got to stop. <laughs> to just, like randomly, and I know it's not, this is not fair to Chris Phillips and parking, but, you know, what, you get out the map and be like, throw a dart, we got to put some some speed humps in that location now. Well, Boblitz has them. Of course, the reason I don't like speed humps is because they're inconvenient. They don't work. Um, and all they do is, like, mess everybody up. Although, I will say, I'll give credit, the ones that are being put in now, you can at least drive over at 20 miles an hour, whereas they're the hump that's a gradual up across the top and then down like a speed table, like you could do a pedestrian crosswalk across them. Um, but anyway, they, they had put some in on Oakfield recently, which is fairly close to my house and very, very, very annoying because yeah, they put them there cause it's a cut through, which is how everybody goes. And now we're trying to for- force everybody to go through what, like, you know, uh, the Palafox light that, uh, you know, on Burgess that there's a reason we avoid that light cause the light is not adequate for the traffic. Well, those people, no, those people, people have been cutting through that road for years and years and years. I mean, that's not a surprise decades even. And uh, the funny thing also about it is that uh, all the tra- all the people who try to avoid the the uh, West Florida high school traffic in the morning or in the afternoon, now they've taken away another way to do that. So you're adding to the traffic congestion on Burgess. Why? Because the the locals don't like people going through there at 30 or 35. Which I mean, I understand. I've lived on a road where people cut through. I I get the frustration of that. But oh, these speed tables. And there, by the way, in that I'm. I'm, not, I'm on topic. This is something I've been wanting to talk about for a long time, and I've never really gotten around to it. I'll get back to the air show in just a second. But um, this business of the speed tables, basically what happens is um, in Escambia County, you don't have to vote on speed tables. I think in Santa Rosa, maybe you don't either, typically, although they do sometimes have these discussions. Uh, posted speed limit at 30 or below. Uh, are the motorists exceeding it ridiculously? They'll come out and study it first. Um, speed studies, and if 85% of the people are exceeding it by greater than five miles an hour is when they'll consider speed tables. Cost about $5,000 a piece. The ones they put in on um, uh, Oakfield, there were six of them, so that's $30,000 the county puts in. Uh, then the board basically has discretion to install them wherever they see fit. So, you know, 
Lumen can put them somewhere. They send out to the residents. They can ask them. Stephen, Jeff, they can all just kind of say, hey, we want them over here. Um, so they can literally just install the speed tables kind of wherever. There's not an exact science for it. And sometimes the exact way it's built can matter because some of them, you know this if you've driven over them, some of them you go over at 30 and some of them you're dangerous at 15 because a little bit of difference in angle is how your your um, your cars react. But here's the one thing. If you're if you're not familiar with that area, like Burgess to Hancock to uh, Old Palafox, the area right around um, uh, the middle school, Oakfield has six. Sarah has five. I counted them the other day. This is my personality. Uh, White Oak has six. Antietam has seven. Confederate has two. Hancock has four-ish. And then even Oakfield west of Palafox has four. So you're talking about a grand total of, let's see, 12, 17, 24, 26, 30. 30 just in like this one little mile, half mile square vicinity. It's like, take the note. Drivers want to go here. Design the roads better. (laughs) Like, all you're doing is, well, the water wants to go here, plug that leak. The water wants to go here, plug that leak. Or maybe people are having trouble getting from airport to Burgess, from Davis over to US-29. Can we not come up with a better solution? Oh, I know. Let's widen Burgess. Well, yeah, it's like 48th on the priority list. That's not going to happen in my lifetime, you know? So I just... A note is we can either solve the little symptoms along the way or we can actually solve the problem. Uh, and again, I, you know, I'm, I'm giving Chris Phillips a little bit of a hard time at a distance. He's really good at his job and you know, can work with the funds that he's got. He's the, uh, uh, the traffic guy for Escambia County and he's a friend. Uh, but still, man, these speed bumps, their speed humps are just, mm, you know, there's not every day I want to have a grenade launcher on my car, but when I see speed humps. Uh, 716 on News Radio 92.3. Back to the air show in a second. Uh, uh, we've got Jake with traffic my on the humps, fives. My humps, my humps, my humps. That's um, right. I-10, I-110 checking in clear this morning. 98 through Gulf Breeze and Navarre is flowing right now. Nine mile not showing any issues. Mobile Highway is clear through Beulah and Pensacola. This traffic report is brought to you by Bobby Likas Auto Service. Bobby Likas Auto Service over on Davis Highway. If you have any traffic info to report, you can text 437-1620. This is News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Oh, somebody asked a really good question here. Said, um, I was fishing on three mile bridge and there was a giant smoke plume near the base i thought a plane had crashed no fair concern what it was is the f-16 viper demonstration did a simulated bombing run you know like come in out of the sky and run across and then and and none of us it was a weird situation because the the plane comes in and then after the plane like if it's going from right to left if you're on the flight line and um the show center is where the explosions were, roughly. Uh, pyrotechnics, of course, not a bomb. They're not dropping bombs at the air show, just FYI. <laughs> That's not how that works. Um, but the plane was all the way down the other end of the runway. So if you're following the plane, not knowing this is happening, all of a sudden you're like, man, it's hot. Oh, because <laughs> it's real quick. You feel the heat from that. And anyway, so that's what was happening is that uh, pyrotechnics display. But it's weird because it was kind of right on top of you which is fun in a way, but also not so fun because unless you're closer to the show center, you wouldn't really know what was going on because you miss it. I remember seeing one of these out at Luke Days at uh, Luke Air Force Base in Phoenix, and this was a World War II simulation, so they had a lot of the World War II airplanes doing the bombing runs, and uh, it was, is that right? Now that I say yeah, they did that, but it was always at a distance out in the field, so you could really see the whole scene in your in your head. Same thing with the A-10. They did an A-10 simulated run with, uh, I think, that with some bombs on that one. Now I'm having to dig deep in the memory. But anyway, it was always far away so you could really see it, which I thought was kind of a better decision. 718 on News Radio 92.3, but the show was great. Uh, the show was wonderful. The F-35, a little bored. 
with the F-35. I know they did not show you what it can do. Uh, the, F-8, the F-16 did show you what it can. Of course, the Blue Angels show you amazing stuff. Um, you know, And then you had some of the civilian acts, which I, it's every year I have the same experience. I forget how much I love the civilian acts like Rob Holland. And then I watch, I'm like, oh, how does he do that? <laughs> you know, that's insane. And then next year I'm like, ah, oh, just want to see the Jets. Oh, Tom Holland, how does he do that? You know, every <laughs> single year yep. have the same reaction to it. So it is a good time. You know, we don't have numbers yet, but maybe 200, 250,000 people on the base. I've heard some folks say that um, traffic on uh, Gulf Beach Highway was atrocious afterwards and before. I, be- I believe it. We, I'll tell you, for us, uh, we went in at uh, 10.30 on Saturday, and uh, we just drove in, and, I mean, we might have had to wait in line 10 minutes just as parking was, you know, going. I mean, it just wasn't that big. Of course, we parked in the media area, but still have to wait in some line. But, uh, yeah, a very easy access to the base, and then at the end, they were flushing people off the base very quickly and yelling at you if you went slow, which is exactly what you want from the Navy folks. You know, get going, move! Drive in your lane. Just drive. <laughs> there was a lot of that as we were leaving the base, which is, you know, fine. Encourage us to get off your home. 719 on News Radio 92.3. So good time was had by all. Um, I love watching the kids. Oh, I f- keep forgetting to say butterflies. Loads of monarch butterflies flying across NES Pensacola on Saturday, at least. And I thought I remembered that. We were having trouble with the butterflies, that there was a degraded population or that our route as a butterfly route for the monarchs had been compromised and, we, you know, there was a lot of local effort to rebuild them. I'm, I'm all working on memory here. I didn't look it up, but what I remember is that kind of thing. And uh, all I'm saying is that I'm, I, I don't know, 50 butterflies, monarch butterflies that I saw on Saturday at the base, and I tried to take pictures. Can I tell you there's nothing harder to get a good photo of than a monarch butterfly in flight? <laughs> you, know, and, you know, and like I, find, I got a couple that were adequate for Facebook, but, um, you know, when a monarch is sitting on something is one thing. When it's flying around, you're trying to focus and get it in the distance and, you know, why are you taking a picture of me? Not you, ma'am, the butterfly, you know. Those kinds of conversations were pretty common. 720 on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. If you are thinking about that next vehicle, trying to decide where to go, Frontier Motors has a fantastic selection of about 300 nearly new vehicles on the lot at any moment. You can, you know, compare them side by side SUVs, trucks, pickups, sedans, daily runarounds, Jeeps, whatever. And what I recommend you do is don't just drive the ones you're interested in, because the point of that is you don't have to go to five different places. You want to test drive five different kinds of sedan, they have them all, okay? So go try, try them there. But also, um, try one thing that's, like, out of your comfort zone. Think of it as fun. I know typically, you know, buying a car is not your fun thing to do on the weekend, but think of that as a fun, like, you know, hey, can I drive that Camaro? Sure. <laughs> you know you know why they want you to drive it? Because maybe you buy it. And, and that's fine. Maybe you fall in love with it. Maybe you're like, nope, that's why I don't want a sports car. Okay, drive a pickup, drive a Jeep, drive something you've not driven in a while, and just to see, just for fun. And then, you know, buy the car you're actually going to buy. Frontier Motors, serving the Pensacola community for more than 25 years, behind the big buffalo on Beverly Parkway. Be sure to tell them Andrew McKay says hi. Are you in the Pensacola area and looking for something fun to do with your family this Saturday evening? Well, you're invited to our church's fall festival. Northstone Baptist Church will provide games and activities for people of all ages. Everyone is welcome to come enjoy the hay rides, cotton candy, free food, bounce houses, door prize giveaways, and much more. This Saturday, November 11th, from 5 to 8 p.m., we want you to be our guest at Northstone. 
This fall festival will be located on our beautiful 11-acre property in northwest Pensacola. Our address is 2550 West Nine Mile Road. So look us up and join us this Saturday, November 11th at 5 p.m. For more information about the fall festival, please visit our church's website, northstonebaptist.org, or check out the Northstone Baptist Facebook page. We hope to see you this Saturday evening for family fun at the Northstone Fall Festival. As a small business owner, what keeps you up at night? Just knowing if your email got hacked or your phone system went down, it could cost you thousands in revenue as well as your reputation. That's where Data Revolution comes in with their unique position to take care of you and your business IT support, phone systems, cybersecurity, and more. Secure it and sleep better at night by going to datarevs.com. Winner of the 2021 Best of the Bay for IT support, datarevs.com. You know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune in to What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair of Swan Capital, Saturdays at 1, to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do all the things you've dreamt about doing in retirement. Don't miss What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair, Saturdays at 1. Firm offers insurance services, advisory services offered through Swan Capital, LLC. Go, go, Gadget Legs! Mason Taylor inside in motion. Daniels loads. Going deep. Man out there is Neighbors. He's got it. Touchdown, LSU. There for the first down throw for the 23. And now it's Milrow all the way. Jalen Milrow will walk in. Touchdown, Alabama. Let's see if it's a quarterback keeper. It is Jalen Milrow back in, in for the touchdown. Put it in reverse and score. From the nine-yard line, and it's the quarterback straight up the middle and now cutting to the end zone. Touchdown. LSU. Good Lord, this game on Saturday, LSU and Alabama, fantastic game. Well, uh, for a while it was a fantastic game. But, um, you know, 14-14 at that point, you know, um, Jaden Daniels, amazing for LSU, the quarterback, and Jalen Milrow, good Lord. What did he have, four running touchdowns? (laughs) That's just insane for a quarterback. Uh, it was an, yeah, that four, I think, is what he had. So what happened is in this game, it was just back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And then, and then, um, you had this horrible, terrible, okay, a horrible, terrible thing where, um, I, you know, basically, you know, the, the quarterback for LSU got hit on um, what was really a, um, well, he, it was a penalty, and the question was whether it was going to be targeting. Okay, that was really the question. And, um, you know, he had to come out for the rest of the game. And that was it. I mean, the game was over at that point. You know, Alabama had been ahead, but they pulled ahead even more at that point. And that was kind of I mean, you know, that was it. The game was all over, which is for such a great game to that point. And for somebody that you certainly hope, you know, his injuries were not that serious, but the concussion protocol took over. And um, you just hate to see the game be, you know, pretty much decided that way. I will say this interesting news note in that game. Will Reichert in for the point after. So far, no breaking serve. <laughs> Gonna be breaking rackets before it's over. Reichert's extra point is good. Will Reichert with that extra point. Most by kicker in 
college football history. Congratulations, Will. Yeah, so uh, Will Riker for Alabama is now the third top scoring ever in history and the top as a place kicker. He he had been tied with Austin Siebert, uh, who played in Oklahoma 2015 to 2018. He's got to get 28 points, uh, well, 29 through the rest of the season, which is going to be, oh, man, probably not. Um, but, well, I mean, you know, a couple of field goals you might get there. Anyway, to pass Keenan Reynolds at 530, uh, Kenneth Dixon at 522 would be the next one in line, but he's the top place kicker ever for Alabama. And Alabama did, of course, win that game. 726 News Radio 92.3. We got Jake with Traffic on the Fives. 98 westbound in Tiger Point, starting to back up there at the light at Garcon Point. Otherwise, I-10, I-110 not showing any delays as of yet. Longleaf Drive, Mobile Highway, Pine Forest road north blue angel all checking in clear if you have traffic info to report text 437-1620 this is news radio 92.3 informative local dependable thanks so much jake somebody here texted me and said that that was a clean hit shoulder to the upper chest no it wasn't um now he did look a little bit away sort of right before but it was you know helmet to jaw uh helmet to you know face mask or whatever it was definitely not a clean hit it it almost a targeting i, I actually agree it shouldn't have been targeting uh 727 on news radio 92.3 uh, david wayne's got traffic on the fives uh, negotiators with uh, SAG-AFTRA could have a response to the latest contract offer from the major Hollywood studios today. On Sunday night, SAG-AFTRA leaders said they're reviewing the alliance of uh, motion picture and television producers' best, last, and final offer. An Israeli official has been suspended for suggesting dropping a nuclear bomb on the Gaza Strip. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu says Heritage Minister Amihai Eliyahu's comments were not based in reality. He did a recent radio interview after those comments. And uh, this story coming out of Alabama, a diagnosis of avian flu at a poultry farm in the north part of the state Uh resulted in the euthanization of nearly 48,000 birds last week. According to the Alabama Department of Agriculture, it was at a chicken farm in Marshall County. They had to stop or kill the birds to stop the spread of the disease. And they're anticipating another 297,000 birds will have to be killed this week. So hopefully that does not. Hopefully that does not start moving through our area. Yeah, no. And it's I mean, it's kind of that's what you have to do. Like you just right because of the containment conditions, you just can't have that. And uh, that's what you do. I mean, destroy them all, unfortunately. Horrible. All right, David, thanks so much for the update. 728 on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Oh, I mentioned to you earlier that the um, uh, the United States Supreme Court has decided to take up the Trump-era rule banning bump stocks by the ATF. That followed the Las Vegas shooting, the Jason Aldean concert, uh, which is, you know, you really saw the first time ever what would happen if somebody had, you know, essentially automatic weapons to use on a crowd because that's what he did. He took these, um, you know, uh, AR-15s or that style of weapon and he put bump stocks on them, which uh, if you don't know, the bump stock is designed to take the recoil of the weapon and, you know, against your shoulder and then turn that force with a spring back into a forward motion so that it shoves, it basically shoves the gun into your trigger finger. So you pull the trigger once, the gun recoils to your shoulder, the spring pushes the gun back into your finger, which shoots it again. So it's a very slow automatic weapon effect. It's much slower than if the gun itself were set to automatic, but it is pull your pull the trigger once and you get multiple shots out of that until essentially the either you stop pulling or the magazine is is empty. So this came in as a rule by the ATF that they defined it as a machine gun. 
The 6th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals said that does not apply. The 5th U.S. Circuit of Appeals says that does not apply. It is not a machine gun. The U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia Circuit says that it does apply. So the United States Supreme Court is going to rule on the question of whether a bump stock qualifies as a machine gun or not. Machine guns, of course, are prohibited, generally speaking. So that's going to be a Supreme Court case when they decide. News. I'm C.J. Papa. Secretary of State Antony Blinken completes a surprise trip to the Middle East with a stop in Turkey and NATO ally. We remain very focused on the hostages held by Hamas, including Americans, in making sure we're doing everything possible to bring them home. He spoke with his Turkish counterpart for over two and a half hours. A State Department spokesperson said Tyson recalls 30,000 pounds of chicken nuggets. Some people report finding small metal shards of the dinosaur-shaped pieces. There was one report of a minor oral injury associated with someone eating the chicken. The fun nuggets are sold in 29-ounce bags and were produced on September 5th. Anyone with the chicken is urged to throw it out or return it to the place of purchase. That's Fox's Ginny Casola reporting. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning, 731 at News Radio 923. I'm David Wayne. Right now it is mostly clear skies. We've got 60 degrees in Pensacola. The Blue Angels wrapped up their 2023 air show season at NAS Pensacola over the weekend. You feel the power, you know, it shakes your chest. It's it's just an awesome experience. Uh, that is Coast Guard veteran Bob Allen. He talked with Channel 3 after that show wrapped up. He and his wife are a uh, Huge blues fans, so much so they actually travel the country and watch almost every air show they perform. Uh, we don't have the official attendance numbers yet from this year's air show, but it did look like a huge crowd at NAS Pensacola both Friday and Saturday. The theme of the show was celebrating 50 years of women in aviation. Of course, before the blues, there were civilian acts and demonstrations of other military jets. The Angels now begin their winter training and they'll be moving to California to prepare for next year's air show season in the near future. Pensacola police officers are mourning the loss of a canine officer. Canine Sino passed away while on duty on Saturday. Uh, and that was from an unexpected medical emergency. PPD says Sino was one of their newer members of the narcotics and apprehension team. He worked with handler officer Zach Harris. Governor Ron DeSantis getting an endorsement from Iowa's governor, Kim Reynolds. She's expected to officially endorse DeSantis tonight at a rally in Des Moines. Last month, DeSantis said that Reynolds' endorsement would be a huge get and very, very meaningful for his campaign. Recent polling in Iowa shows DeSantis tied for second place in the state with Nikki Haley, both trailing Donald Trump by 20, 27 points. A man who survived the Holocaust will be speaking to Florida lawmakers today. Miami's David Schachter will be in Tallahassee for the start of the special legislative session this morning. The 94-year-old will be joined by Pinecrest Rabbi Yassi Harlig. They'll be giving the invocation and the prayer before the, before the special legislative session gets underway. And speaking of that special legislative session... Uh, that does get started today on the uh, agenda will be Hurricane Adalia relief, public support for Israel and sanctions on Iran, as well as possibly some other items. House votes could come as soon as tomorrow. The Senate votes could follow on Wednesday. 
Embattled Alabama State Representative John Rogers will be in federal court in Birmingham today to continue a bond revocation hearing. Rogers was put in jail last week after federal prosecutors accused him of intentionally violating conditions of his release by contacting witnesses in his corruption trial. Rogers has been indicted on charges of obstruction of justice and obstruction of justice by bribery uh, in a case involving misuse of public funds. And uh, Pensacola police arrested a man after a downtown shooting on Sunday. That happened around the uh, the corner of Palafox and Romana Streets. 32-year-old Jeremy Brown now faces attempted homicide and possession of a weapon by a felon charges. Officers say the suspect and the victim got into an argument that led to Brown allegedly shooting the victim in the stomach. The victim expected to survive. Brown remains in the Escambia County Jail. It's 735 at News Radio 92.3, and let's get a look at our traffic on the fives. 98 westbound in Tiger Point starting to back up at Garson Point. Uh, also 98 eastbound uh, in Winhaven starting about Winhaven Beach Road, showing some slow uh, roll there all the way up to the McDonald's at Parish Boulevard, but not too bad yet. I-10 and I-110 not showing any delays yet, and Highway 90 in Milton and Pace is looking good. If you have any traffic info to report, you can text us at 437-1620. This is News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. We'll have a beautiful day today with mostly sunny skies. Temperatures warming up near 80 degrees. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 60 degrees. Going into Tuesday, another beautiful day with plenty of sunshine, high near 80. Tuesday night, temperatures dropping near 62. Stay connected to Channel 3 News First Warning Weather Team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Warning Weather Center. Right now, 60 in Pensacola, 59 in Gulf Breeze, and 51 in Milton. Our next news at 8, breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3. I'm Jennifer Kashinka with your Money Now. Walmart shares touched an all-time high Friday as investors bet that the discounter will outmatch retail rivals and draw shoppers throughout the holiday season because of its reputation for value. The big box retailer stock hit a peak of $166.30, marking the highest since Walmart first began trading on the New York Stock Exchange in August 1972. Walmart has put up strong results over the past year, even as consumers have pulled back on discretionary purchases like new outfits and flat-screen TVs. Ford has put some of its Mustang cars from model years 2020 to 2023 under recall, the car company moved to do so for about 187,900 of those Mustangs in response to an indicator issue with the brake fluid level sensor that could result in them being out of compliance with a specific safety requirement. Driving with low brake fluid can potentially lower brake performance and subsequently up the potential for an accident. That's your money now. Rumors of Fleetwood Mac, the world's finest tribute to Fleetwood Mac, returns to the stage in 2023. A brand new show celebrating the very best of Fleetwood Mac. A unique opportunity for fans both old and new to rediscover the songs and performances that have ensured Fleetwood Mac's place as one of the most loved groups of all time. Personally endorsed by Fleetwood Mac founding member Mick Fleetwood. Live at Pensacola Sanger Theater on November 22nd. The ultimate tribute to Fleetwood Mac. Tickets are on sale now from Ticketmaster.com. Fall is a great time of the year for gardening, whether it's fertilizing the lawn, pruning, planting shrubs, and of course, winter vegetables. This is Mike Wiggins. If you've got fall gardening questions, we've got the answers on the News Radio Garden Line every Tuesday morning at 9 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. And if you miss us on Tuesday, then catch the Encore Edition every Saturday morning at 9. 
Presented by Pensacola Hardware, Blue Sky Landscaping, Barnes Feed Store, and Lucky's Pine Straw. For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, Because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Do you want to stay up to date on the latest news, weather, and traffic, but don't have a radio nearby? Then you need to download our new app. With the News Radio Pensacola app, you can get text alerts for breaking news, severe weather, and traffic delays. Plus, customize your alerts so you only get the information you need. It's easy to sign up for text alerts. Just download our app, create an account, and select the alerts you want to receive. You can even change your settings at any time. So, what are you waiting for? Download the News Radio Pensacola app today and start getting text alerts. Well, life on the farm, I kind of laid back. Ain't much an old country boy of me can't hack. Early to rise, early in the sack. I thank God I'm a country boy. And I can take you for a ride on my big green tractor. We're just country boys and girls getting down on the farm. She thinks my tractor's sexy. Goodbye, city life. Thank God I'm a country boy. Yes, it is our once-a-month check-in with our good friend Ryan Jenkins, the owner of Jenkins Farms up in Jay, Florida. Ryan, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Good morning. How are y'all doing? Doing great, doing great. Got a lot of things to get to with you. Let's start with the peanuts. Uh, You done with the peanuts? You finished the harvest? How'd we do? We did. We finished, I think, last week. The days are all running together now. But in the last week or two, we finished... uh, Peanuts, they were like we thought. They were not very good because of the drought. It looks like our yields were down about 40% or so. And then uh, I think we've talked about it on the show before. It's not just the yield that matters. It's the grade of the peanut. You know, uh, every load's graded from the USDA, and they give you a grade, and then that determines the amount of money you'll get paid. So the grades were very low as well. And we probably lost between, on average, between seventy-five and a hundred dollars a ton on what peanuts we did make. So, pretty, t- pretty tough peanut season. So you're just—I just want to make sure I put all those numbers together. You're telling me that in the act of making peanuts this year, based on quantity and grade, you actually lost seventy-five to a hundred dollars a ton across your entire farming operation for the fields that you put peanuts in. Well, we lost more than that. That that. <laughs> That's uh, the grade of the peanuts that were made, but we were already 40%. Our yield was already 40% less, so basically it's oh, compounded. Wow. Okay, so not just not just uh, that money, but you lost because you had so few to begin with. Wow. Uh, neat. Correct, yeah. Well, you it was know, a double whammy. Yeah. A lot of, lot of money lost. <laughs> as, I think, as I think you said one time, middle of the summer, when we were looking at all this heat, and you, you said, man, this is going to be the kind of year we you spend a decade uh, – digging out of this hole so man uh how about Pretty cotton how, yeah. how did we do on cotton this year where are we cotton, at in cotton? we're probably about half we're about halfway done uh harvesting our cotton and surprisingly the yields are off no doubt but they're better than we thought they were going to be you know just looking at the plant and a lot of that is because uh you know the cotton will begin putting on fruit at the bottom of the plant as it's growing 
So those are the first bowls every year, and they're also uh, worth the most money. They have the most weight. So as the plant grows, you know, it puts more and more bowls on up above it. And this is over a, a time period of probably two months. So what happens tip, in a typical year, those bottom, because of all the moisture we get, all the rain that we typically get, those bottom bowls rot off and we don't, we don't get to capture those. We don't get to harvest those. Those are no good to us. Even though those are the ones that are dense and they'd be, they'd be good to be able to get, you mean? Correct. But this year, because it's been so dry, those are just in perfect condition and we're able to harvest all those. So it's really, uh, it's really helping our cotton harvest. I mean, we're still off from where we would normally be by far, but, it's much better than we were thinking it was going to be, you know, before we started our harvest operations. And is there grading? Is there quality evaluation on cotton the same way there is on peanuts or anything else? There is. There are probably, I don't have them all in front of me, there are probably 10 different categories that the, uh, that the cotton's graded on. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know, there's, you, you don't think much about it. It's just a bowl of cotton, but um, what, the things that are very important in the grading process, for instance, are the color, the diameter of the actual piece of lint, the length of the lint, the uniformity. All those things make a difference when they begin to spin the yarn to make to make the yarn to make you know our products that we use every day. So, like for instance, the the uh, your finer finer linens and finer softer clothes, things like that have longer pieces of lint in them you want as long a piece of lint as you can get in it and something that's very very uniform so they look at all those things and then they then they'll tell you what they're going to pay you for you know you can either get a premium it can be much better than what it typically is or you can get a discount and it'd be much worse than it typically is and this year luckily that is one good thing we've had so far in all my grades They've all been uh, pretty significant premiums, so that that's helping out some this year. So is are, so I mean, are you going to make money, break even, still lose money on cotton this year? I uh, will lose money. So you're losing a lot on peanuts. You're losing on cotton. I I mean, soybeans. You going to make money on soybeans? Uh, no, we're going to lose money on soybeans. <laughs> <laughs> It didn't. It hadn't rained. It hadn't rained since like since the Blue Angel Air Show. To put it in perspective for people, uh, I mean, it hasn't rained since about the second week of July. We've had, well, for instance, during our whole peanut harvest process, <clears throat> usually we'll get rained out three or four or five times. You know, some seasons you get rained out a lot. This year we had one rain event, and it's really the only rain event we've had since basically the middle of July. Yikes. And it rained about an inch and a half. Well, it, it, so, it, I mean, it's, it, <laughs> well, at least farmers get a minimum wage, right? I mean, at least you guys are, you know, somebody's going to pay you to do the act of farming and feeding and clothing us, right? You guys are taken care of. Yeah. How, how many people, how much would you pay to come to work every day? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's where we are. Well, and it's, I mean, it's uh, real easy to get bank loans too, right? I mean, you know, banks are real eager to loan y'all money, and they look at what's going on and they say, "No big deal, it's fine," right? It's super easy. It's it's gotten very much more difficult just in the last year, but they know. I mean, they don't. 
um, you know, not every bank will have ag loans. We have one uh, here in the community that we use, United Bank. They're they're considered an ag loan lender, an ag bank, and uh, it's kind of one of their specialties. And they know they're going to have to come up with something to help us. You know, pretty much all of their customers um, are going to come up way short this year. And they don't, they don't want to be farmers. They don't want to come out here and repossess your farm and that type of thing, you know. So they're going to come up with some kind of program, I'm sure, um, to help us. And it'll be a long-term <clears throat> loan that it'll take, like I've said, to, to pay this off. And for some people, it might take up to 10 years. Mm. I just – I know it has been a rough year. And, you know, of course, I know you're a man of faith and you're pretty jovial all the time, but I don't – you know, and we, you know, it's been pretty depressing uh, to, to talk about this, but this is not just the Ryan Jenkins suffering. This is like, you know, farmers across the panhandle where we make enormous amounts of contribution to, uh, you know, produce and um, and other things that we grow. And it's just, it's a terrible year. You know, we talk, I was, you know, citrus is not what we farm up in this area, but, you know, the citrus is tremendously down because of citrus greening. And, you know, these are real problems for the people like me who, I enjoy eating and wearing clothes. I don't know about anybody else, but, uh, you know, that's. I'm glad you guys are out there. Ryan, hang on for me for just a second. Let's get a quick traffic on the fires from Jake. Okay, uh, 98, uh, let me get back to my sheet here, uh, 98 westbound in Tiger Point starting to back up at Garcon Point. Also 98 eastbound starting at Winhaven Beach Road showing some slow roll all the way up to the McDonald's at Parrish. Uh, I-10 eastbound is congested at Pine Forest. Also Highway 29 in Inslee is starting to slow down eastbound. And uh, let me see, uh, Highway 90 is looking okay so far. EC, uh, this traffic report is brought to you by ECUA. Uh, ECUA bulk waste service is now available. Just call for pickup. All you have to do is call by 2 p.m. the day before your normal service day. You can learn more at ecua.fl.gov. If you have traffic info to report, text us at 437-1620. This is News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Jake. Back to uh, back to Ryan Jenkins. Uh, Ryan, only because uh, I know we we're talking about cotton harvesting, and only because I know this is one of your favorite things to uh, to address. For the people who this might be the very first time they're hearing you and I talk about farming, um, you pick all of your cotton by hand in bags, right? Yes. After after we finish picking the peanuts off of the peanut tree. <laughs> yes. That's, that's how does do how does it actually work? <laughs> <laughs> there have been mechanized cotton pickers for many, many, many years now, and and they just continually continuously get better and better and better you know the technology just continues to improve um no we do not pick cotton by hand it's a very expensive machine a brand new cotton picker nowadays um is a little over a million dollars and it's a very specialized piece of equipment all it does is all it can do is pick cotton it's not like a tractor that can be hooked to many different implements and have many different jobs it can only do one job. It can only pick cotton. And then, uh, as, as you've seen, if you've ridden around in the country, you've seen two different ways that we uh, get the cotton ready to go to the gin after it's out of the picker. Some of them look like giant hay bales that are actually cotton bales that are wrapped in plastic. That is the new uh, the new technology. The older technology are the big rectangular blocks that you see beside the road, you know, at the end of a cotton field. Mm-hmm. Both ways, a truck will come in um, that has a conveyor belt or conveyor chains in the bottom of it that tilts down. It'll just back up under those modules, 
take them to the gin, and from there, the uh, cotton will be processed, the seed and the trash and everything will be taken out of the out of the cotton, and it'll just be pure lint, and those are in bales, which are extremely compressed. They're a uniform shape and size that are sold all around the world, and they're they're between 480 and 500 pounds, typically. And from the gin, it'll be, like I say, it'll be um, very, very little of it anymore is used uh, domestically for the most part. It'll be put on a truck, sent somewhere, put on a ship, and shipped overseas. They'll make something out of it and then sell it back to us, and that's yep. pretty much the, the way it goes. And in case in case people have never heard you say it, uh, your million-dollar cotton picker uh, drives by GPS down to the inch from a satellite in outer space. <laughs> it's a pretty amazing Correct. thing. Absolutely. It's an amazing yeah. thing. Yeah. We um we always like to end on a farm fact or a, did you know something about farming? You got one for us this this month, uh, Ryan? Yeah, well, we probably talked about some of this, but I just want to say it again. You know, for the people in the back, um, one bale of cotton we just said that's about five hundred pounds of lint. One bale makes about two hundred and fifteen pairs of blue jeans. So I googled this morning. I just said, what is the average price for a pair of jeans? And the answer I got said it was up 19% from last year. The price of a pair of blue jeans was up 19% from last year, from 150 to $178 what? per pair. Now, this is Google. So what I want people to know is, regardless, whatever the price you're paying at the store for the blue jeans, Today, the price that I'm getting paid for my cotton, there would be a dollar and eighty-three cents worth of cotton in those hundred percent cotton blue jeans. The number one so, input is two two bucks worth of cotton that Ryan produces. The only truly essential thing in the blue jeans, when you spend eighty, a hundred, hundred and fifty bucks for those blue jeans, two bucks of that goes to, to Ryan and he did not get a raise this year. Is that right? That's right. There you go. I just want people to know <laughs> when your when your inputs go up, when your blue jeans go up, and your clothes or your food goes up, it's not because of what the farmers getting paid. Well, as that... a matter of fact, for cotton, we're down ten cents in just the last couple of weeks. Ten cents per pound. So every thousand bales of cotton that you make, that's fifty thousand dollars less we're getting paid. Ugh. Neat. <laughs> God, Ryan, yeah. I tell you, yeah. I, I tell you every time. I tell you on purpose because, man, I am glad that you feed and clothe my kids and my family. Somebody has to, and if if you don't, who will? Uh, so I appreciate it. I know it's been a really awful year. Uh, we'll talk to you again in a month and uh, talk about kind of the postseason, what's get what's happened in the winter. But uh, Ryan Jenkins, the owner of Jenkins Farms up in Jay, Florida. Ryan, as always, man, God bless you, sir, and thanks for the time. Hey, thank you for having us, and I hope everybody has a great week. Absolutely. 753 on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. If you are working on a home improvement project of any kind, you need supplies, you need safety equipment, you need, you know, uh, you need a cooler, a good Yeti cooler to put your beer in while you're working. Work safe, work sober. Uh, but, you know, a beer is fine. Um, soda, whatever the case may be. Pensacola Hardware has all that. Like, you think of them as the place where you go get hardware and, and advice, and that's true. But in the front, they got grills, they got gumbo 
cook pots. They got cutlery, all kinds of stuff, and a whole section full of Yeti. Like, literally everything you could think of that you might want from Yeti, they've got it. It's kind of amazing, like a shrine to Yeti. Uh, so if you're thinking about a you know friend that you want to buy you know birthday gift for, Christmas is coming up soon. It's a good place to go for your Christmas gifts, or you just want to treat yourself, go to Pensacola Hardware. Right downtown at 20 East Gregory Street, the oldest business in the entire state of Florida, helping people build, rebuild, and remodel Pensacola since 1851. Are you looking for your forever floors? We got them. Hi, we're Buck and Ashley Deese, the proud owners of Deese Elite Concrete Coatings, where we make concrete pretty. Four times stronger than epoxy with a lifetime warranty. Our coatings are perfect for your garage, patio, pool deck, and more. For one-day installation, trust the Deese Elite experience, now offering financing. Get your forever floors by calling us today at 850-329-5599. We make concrete pretty. Loading the kids in the car, brokering peace in the back seat, mastering the snack handoff without even looking. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things like figuring out what's growing in that cup holder. That's simple human sense. Ask Rushing Insurance in Pensacola and Daphne if auto owners make sense for you. In the world of payroll and HR services, things can get complicated. There are so many moving parts in business. At Avalon HR, we understand these complications and have your back. Join us this Wednesday at 10 o'clock on the Pensacola Expert Panel as we guide you through the complicated world of payroll and HR services. Running a business is busy work. Allow Avalon HR to work with you. Join us this Wednesday on the Pensacola Expert Panel at 10 on News Radio 1620-923 FM. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 923 AM 1620. Why would Hedley Lamar care about where the choo-choo go? Don't know. Mongo only pawn in game of life. Mongo feels strong affection for Jeff, we beat him once. <laughs> 7.56. Oh, my God. I've been watching Blazing Saddles. That is a great movie. It is a great movie. Um, it's amazing that it got made and still gets aired. Put it that yep. way. <laughs> yep. 7.56 on News Radio 92.3. Jake's got traffic on the fives. Jake. 98 westbound in Tiger Point is starting at its usual morning backup at Garson Point. Uh, 98 eastbound starting at Winhaven Beach Road, showing uh, congestion and slowdown all the way up to the McDonald's at Parish Boulevard. Also, I-10 eastbound is uh, starting to slow down at Pine Forest, and Highway 29 in Inslee is starting to slow down eastbound. If you have any traffic info to report, text us at 437-1620. This is News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I got a funny text here at 437-1620. Somebody says, the Ryan Jenkins segment uh, is one of my favorites ever. Thank you for doing it. Also, I would like to donate the 400 pounds of lint in my house if Ryan can use it. (laughs) He can't. Uh, 7.57, boy, what a sweet thought. 7.57, David Wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines. David? New York Congressman George Santos apparently hasn't ruled out a plea deal. He's uh, indicted on 23 criminal charges for everything from allegedly lying on financial forms, misleading donors, identity theft, and even fraudulently collecting unemployment benefits. Santos told CNN over the weekend he won't admit wrongdoing, but he is open to a deal if it comes his way. 
Negotiators with SAG-AFTRA could have a response to the latest contract offer from the major Hollywood studios today. Sunday night, SAG-AFTRA union leaders said they're reviewing the uh, Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers' most recent offer, which the studios say is their best, last, and final offer. And uh, happened again over the weekend. We fell back an hour. Daylight Ah. saving time ended Sunday morning, and Reddit says the average American has 10 clocks to reset. Your watch, your oven, coffee pot, and microwave, and some that reset themselves, like your phone and computer. But the number one clock you most likely forgot to reset is in your car. To avoid heart palpitations due to the wrong time, check your owner's manual to find out how to reset. I'm Bree Tennis, NBC News Radio. And is it just me, or do they make it unnecessarily difficult to change the car clock? Oh, God, the car clock's the worst. It's yeah. terrible. It's the worst. On, on mine, it's a press a button, hold it down, and then you can either reset to zero or fiddle with, you go up on the numbers, uh, on the, uh, the the minutes or the hours. And if you reset to zero, you got to hit it again to go back to start with the numbers, you know, the, the minutes. Yeah, But yeah, no, it's complicated. It's not good. Yeah. And, and mine always runs, I have a Civic, and my clock runs about... A minute fast a week, somewhere in that vicinity. Oh, so you have to do this even more often every Monday. Then. Oh, that's every terrible. Monday. That's, that's Maybe two minutes. A- that's fifty-two minutes a year. I know. Well, can you what? imagine how much time I've saved? <laughs> right. <laughs> I love the old. Uh, what's the, the kind of the meme of the? You know, only a fool would uh, cut a foot off the top of the bed and put it at the bottom of the bed and think that he made the bed longer by a foot. You know, like it's why you got tired earlier last night. You know, you wanted to go to bed earlier last night because of that. It's why you woke up, you know, this morning and were like, I'm awake. Why am I awake early? Because of daylight saving. Isn't a wonderful thing. We'll be back in a minute with Sheriff Johnson.